Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Welcome, everyone. My name is Danny Mortimer. I'm the Chief Executive of NHS Employers, and I'm delighted to be joined today by... Hi, I'm Sophie, and I'm a clinical support worker at Leeds Teaching Hospitals. Hi, my name is Matthew Carlisle, and I'm a medical engineer at St. James's Hospital. And I'm Sue Davidson, and I'm the support staff development manager at Leeds Teaching Hospitals. So, Sophie, Matthew, Sue, I'm really grateful to you for, for coming along and... Um, having a conversation with us. What we want to be able to do is to be able to share with people your experiences of having been an apprentice and come out the other side, which is Sophie's case, uh, and Matthew, in your case, being being kind of halfway through a, a, a pretty intense apprenticeship programme. Um, partly so we can show to people the kind of sheer variety of opportunities there are for apprentices. And obviously with Sue's help, to kind of um, use the examples of what's done in Leeds that other people can draw inspiration from those those ideas. And just to tell you a little bit about my background, I've, I've been here at NHS Employers for, for three months, but before that I was the HR Director um, at the Hospital Trust in Nottingham. So I have some experience of, of working with, with apprentices and introducing apprentices into, into the NHS, but I'm, I'm really keen to kind of um, hear a little bit more about what your experiences have been. Can I pick on you first, yeah, Sophie? Fine. Is that all right? Yeah. So, we'll just just tell us your your story. I mean, what what are you doing now, and and, and how did you first uh, kind of come to work in the NHS? Um, I did um, a health and social care course at um, at college. Um, I've always wanted to do nursing since being a child, um, and I really struggled with maths um, okay. through school. Sure. And were unable to get my grade C to go to university to do um, nursing. Yeah. Um, and I thought if, you know, I can get in there and get that experience, um, I'd be able to, you know, work towards it rather than trying to go straight in. And um, So I applied for the apprenticeship course um, in 2011. Um, and here you are. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> so, so the, the, what, what, as I understand it, what that involved then was you, you basically went to work on a ward as part of a ward team. Yeah. Um, you were given some training and yeah, stuff as um, part of that. I did my course in six months, whereas right. now it's a year. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a high sort of, you know, academically sure. hard, um, but managed to do it as well as obviously trying to fit in the ward time. Yeah. Um, the experience from it all has just been, you know, fabulous. All the staff have t- to help towards my experience and, um, like I said, they, they're um, seconding me to do my nursing next year. So I'm sort of working my way up the okay. ladder. So you've, you, you did your apprenticeship from 2011 to... 2013 yeah well, and now and now you're a health now you're a yeah, full-time got, care assistant on on the ward and then next year you're going to go and be seconded to do your nurse training yeah i got a job on the ward where i did my apprenticeship Brilliant. and they're going to second me next year so it's that's fantastic hard. yeah that's really positive and then you'll have to do your degree in nursing and yeah and then i'll stay on the ward there because they'll second me great and it's sort of they've become like my family i suppose um you know they've 
like not being able to get that C and then they've helped me develop into Okay. And it's made me more a confident person yeah. as well. I want a very confident person when I started and now I'm uh, a lot, you know. Sure. People have noticed that I'm more out there and Fantastic. Well, and they wouldn't they wouldn't be supporting you to do your nurse training if they didn't think yeah. you could you could do it. And is that too in, in, in Leeds, what's the kind of What's the sort of split in terms of where apprentices are distributed between clinical and non-clinical areas, ward areas and other areas? We currently have um, eight different apprenticeship programmes running at the moment. Okay. Uh, mostly in, uh, the main numbers are in the clinical areas as the healthcare assistants, um, either at level two or at level three. Okay. And we have people like Matthew who are doing the engineering qualifications. Um, and we have quite a lot of pharmacy apprentices as well um, that go on and then become technicians pharmacy technicians we have also started this last year to um clinical simulation technician apprentices for working with uh, all the clinical simulation equipment that's uh, used for the doctors and the nurses training and so that's good they've started and are really interested and really into that so looking there we're looking just say said talking earlier about having the we've got 60 apprentice places for business and admin starting this year okay. we've got 20 places to start very soon at the end of april so we're doing values-based recruitment assessment sure. centers for them fantastic so we've Brilliant. got a lot of apprentices starting in Leeds. okay and matthew you, do you want to tell us a little bit about where where you're doing your apprenticeship okay, and so where you hope it might might lead yeah um i'm currently carrying out a level three apprenticeship in um medical engineering okay. which involves um radiation equipment which is used for treating cancer so my role basically revolves around linear accelerators and keeping them working servicing them um maintaining them and fixing them when they break. Um, I get to work in clinical computing department, I get to work in electronics department, and I get to work in a mechanical engineering department where I get to make all sorts of different things. They send me on a day release to college once a week, so I'm going to Kirklees College. And I just get a lot of support from Kirklees College, from um, the people at work, from all over the place. There's a group called Health Education Yorkshire mm-hmm. where I get a lot of support from them and they send me all over the place to do things like this where I'm talking to people and promoting apprenticeships within the NHS. Um, I've also got a training provider called JTL and they sort of come in to work and do all my assessment work okay. for me. Yeah. And what will that assessment lead to for you? Uh, the assessment could lead on to a band four position. Okay. So I mean, there's no guaranteed job of band four at the end of the apprenticeship. But okay. the, the idea is that by the end of our apprenticeship, we'd be eligible to apply for a band four role in any of the medical physics and engineering departments. So okay. we could work in clinical engineering, we could re- work in radio, uh, radiotherapy engineering. Right. So really broad base of training for apprentices. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And for you, for you, Sophie, it was it was slightly different. If you completed your qualification and you passed the assessment, then actually there was a job... Um, no, HCA job at the end of it? No, okay. Uh, you put on a ward where there is a vacancy, but obviously there's, you've got to pass your work to okay. be able to get the qualification to get the job. Yeah. And also there's um, management staff, which if you know you don't make a good impression, sure. on, you need to make sure you you know the right sort of person to be working in that okay. place. Um, so it's not 
that you're eligible, yeah. you know, that you're going to get a job straight away. You've got to make sure you prove yourself. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah. And what and what's the recruitment rate been like, Sue, for for apprentices in terms of finishing their apprenticeship and staying with LTH? Um, in the first two years of the apprenticeship program, between 2010 and 2012, we started 240 apprentices, of which Sophie was one of them, and we have 204 were still there a year after their completion of that apprenticeship. Wow. We, from the apprentice, those who complete, we have uh, about a 10% uh, people don't stay with us, the 90% do. Okay. They complete. We have a very, very high uh, retention rate and they tend to stay quite a while or they go on to nurse training to uh, do what training assistant practitioner okay. pose and we've had quite a number go off to medical school as well. Terrific. Mm. That's really good. That's great. Gives them a lot of experience of how to look after a patient, how yeah, to talk to the patient. Of course. Great. And so just, again, Sophie, turning to you, what would you say to someone who was looking at doing an apprenticeship in in a hospital or or, or in or in a healthcare setting what, what, what would you say to them um i'd say go for it um it's a brilliant experience um and at the end of you know you get a lot out of it um you know you get a lot of patient care and um there's a lot more experience there's a lot of experience to be gained um experience that I'd never have even thought I'd get, you know, yeah. getting a clinical support worker. Sure. Um, and you get a lot of trust in your role and it makes you feel like a part of a team. And um, So what, what, what Sophie's described, Matthew, is, is kind of um, you get some skills, you get a qualification. Yeah. You hopefully get a, well, there's a very strong prospect, from what Sue said, a very strong prospect indeed of getting permanent employment at the end. But you're also trusted to go on and do other things as well yeah. and take other responsibilities. Is that the sense you have as well? Of yeah, I mean we get plenty of um, we get let let to do a lot of stuff in our current placements as it is. But as you go on through your apprenticeship, you get more and more responsibilities and more and more you get let off the leash a little bit to yeah. to really get get to work. But um, I think the advantage of doing apprenticeship over going down the academic route is that you can you don't get yourself into a load of debt. You're earning while you're learning. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a decent amount of money where you can actually go off and you live a normal life like all your other friends that have got jobs, but you are actually building the qualifications, which I think that's really not something no. that you can get in many other types of jobs. Fantastic. Have there been any challenges or difficulties, Sophie? Did, was there anything about the apprenticeship that didn't work for you that, that, that we, could, we could improve in the NHS? Um, Sue, Sue, Sue won't mind. You'd be honest as you like. I think they've already improved it. Like I say, okay. I had to do mine in six months, yeah. um, and now they've upped it to a year. Um, so you've got that time because obviously doing thirty-seven and a half hours on a busy respiratory ward where intense. I work, yeah. um, as well as doing the academic work, academic work on the side, it's quite it was quite difficult doing it in six months. Okay. Um, I managed it myself, but I, I'm guessing it'll be a lot easier yeah. for the people it's starting that. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I know it's easy because we've got apprentices on our ward that I now support um, whilst working and give them advice on sure. how they can move forward in their career. Matthew, anything you think the NHS could do better in terms of apprentices? Um, no, we seem to get, a, you know, as I've said, a massive amount of support. I don't think there's any sort of room for improvement in terms of support. We've got dedicated staff which are actually putting so much time into developing the apprenticeship programme in our yeah. department as well as obviously the external support from as I've said the Health Education Yorkshire and JTL um, 
I really can't say that there's much room for improvement as far as our department's concerned. It's spot on. Okay. What do you think, Sue? Are the things the NHS collectively could do better? Um, I think we need to be, from a larger um, cohort, Recruitment. Matthew's in a very uh, good position because there's four, four, six of them in the department, so there's only small numbers. We're from um, a healthcare assistant role. We're putting through 200 a year. So, of course, with that becomes the difficulties. Some people have have things that happen in life. Life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And helping support them deal with um, possible redundancy of a partner or illness or need to care sometimes so it's limited because we have a full-time apprenticeship rather than a part-time one because that's how it works but we are very lucky in Leeds that the hospital decided they would pay them uh, apprentices um, a band one uh, scale which is 14 and a half thousand thereabouts not the apprenticeship wage okay for the vast majority of our apprentices some of them are on apprenticeship wages okay so that makes a big difference it makes a big difference and it also helps people realize that you know the work's there that if they work well they get the job and they they get used to having the money yeah of course and and uh, i guess the impressive i mean the, the really interesting thing about both of your your kind of experiences is that they are in heavily clinical areas and I know a number of and you'll have seen this too a number of healthcare organisations have struggled to kind of get apprentices beyond the kind of business administration kind of area what would you I mean what it's clearly very well established now both in ward areas and some of the clinical departments as well and what what would you say to people who are who are worried about apprentices being placed in in clinical areas we found that when we first started many years ago we did cadets and and trainees and we've moved on to apprenticeships uh and the particularly in the ward areas the clinical department areas the outpatients the people going oh no it's not really appropriate for and they've realized how people seen how people have grown their own moulded the uh, new apprentice into the support worker that would be able to be really effective and efficient and give good care Uh, and they're now clamouring we've got people coming from all over I'd like an apprentice please can you send me an apprentice I would like an apprentice now Um, but we've and it's very anecdotal but we have seen the number of complaints and uh, complaints about privacy and dignity and communication drop Okay. From when we first started, well, there's no, I have no firm evidence, no, 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 no. but anecdotally, and we have a lot of apprentices who okay. have been apprentices of the month in this area or that, and we have dementia champions who have been apprentices and have gone on, and they just once they start learning and get that bug for learning, that's it, they're off. I'd like to say, be like Matthew, they yeah, just want they're to both, learn. They're more. both nodding there next to you. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really great. And we've had people, we don't just take young people who are apprentices only for the healthcare assistance. Our youngest one was 16. We don't take anybody now under the age of 18 because of the safeguarding issues. But our eldest apprentice was 64 when she started and she's still with us two and a half years later. 
That's terrific. And we have a wide range, Rich. Sophie was saying that she has a new apprentice on their ward who's 56. So yeah. we have a wide, sure. wide age range. We're, we're all the younger, me and the younger apprentices are sort of helping her along. Yeah. Um, she was really struggling in employment um, and she's come into the apprenticeship and she was struggling and thinking about leaving. And okay. We sort of pushed her that extra way and now I don't think she'll she'll leave the NHS. Um, she's, she's loving her apprenticeship. And I, I deliberately haven't sort of talked about young people because I know mm. my experience apprentices can come from yeah. typically they're youthful like yourselves. But 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 I appreciate that, that actually people do come. Mm. People have to start careers at all stages, yes. or restart careers at all stages of their lives. Yes. But it sounds as if the environment in Leeds is is supportive to to the whole kind of yes, variety. Hopefully, of we yeah. we we pride ourselves in being supportive. Yeah, we hope that people feel they can come to us if there's issues. Keep saying to them, if you don't tell us about your problems, we can't help you. So therefore, yeah, the, the issues the loudest. you have. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there. So. But, but but listen, just just to just to sort of sum up what we've what we've talked about. I mean, what 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 um, what both Sophie and Matthew have described is a is an opportunity to to kind of learn and to grow to hopefully then get a job at the end of something, a qualification as well. Um, but also hopefully to have some prospects in terms of the future as well, if they want to take them. I appreciate not everyone will want to do what you're doing, Sophie, in terms of nurse training. Um, you seem really enthusiastic about the kind of field you're in, yeah. uh, Matthew. Yeah, but, and again, that won't be true of everyone, but, but people will get a package of things. Um, the other thing I, I, I guess I've, I've, I've heard come through really clearly is for the organisation, it's a really effective way of finding talented people whatever age it's a very effective way keeping them yes um and investing in them yes but actually people want to stay you know at 90 percent the fact that 90 percent are still working with you is is terrific Mm -hmm. Um, and normal turnover is about what you've described um for in this organization or any organizations but but that and and also the fact that actually the longer you do it the more departments want to take part and always competing with each other to have apprentices because they see the value of both to the organisation but I think probably they see the value of what you and your colleagues have achieved you know you're you're role modelling it for for managers and for other parts of the organisation which is fantastic taking sort of fresh skills onto the ward I know we've got quite a lot of healthcare that have been there quite a lot of years and um, as like new apprentices and new you know we take on that new training and sort of not turn the ward round but um, show them the new, new bits of training yeah. and you know this this has changed in this sort of way and as well as them supporting us we're taking on new training to support them fantastic and we do find that the apprentices make uh, a worker uh, an employee who can go to different areas because they have far more transferable skills because of because, the uh, because of the training of that they'd had yeah. before yeah now that makes complete sense so actually, um, it's, there's a huge amount in it for the apprentice. There's a huge amount in it for the employer in terms of finding and keeping people. Yes. But it's also then actually once you've got them, there's perhaps a greater degree of adaptability and flexibility because of, you described it in terms of the areas within physics and engineering that you're working in yeah. or the skills that you've had to develop through the kind of training that you've been given. Um, fantastic. I really 
genuinely, it's been lovely to meet all three of you, but particularly you two, Sophie and Matthew. I'm, I'm really grateful to you for, for, for taking the time um, to come and share your your experiences with people and Sue, for you to kind of um, share share how things are working in, in Leeds. I don't doubt people will be in touch with you to, to find out find out more, but that's always one of the consequences of, um, of getting involved in something like this. Um, and I wish you both... you. Matthew, the very best for the rest of your apprenticeship and Thank you very much. the very best for your nursing degree. Thank you really much. exciting, <laughs> really exciting time ahead for both of you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.